I'm Andrew from the Dad.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 421 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, October 11th, 2020. We have a show hopefully getting pulled off this week. We did have some technical difficulties, so anyone who was watching live is probably aware of us cursing at things, randomly throwing things, and, you know, just living the dream of crap not working. But thankfully, I'm Chris. Joining me today, I've got one of my co-hosts that's going to help us Hopefully not meltdown due to technical issues. One Anthony Bachman. My computer was so expensive, I'd throw it through the fucking window. But it's not really the computer's fault. It's the stupid microphone cable's fault. Yeah, I was going to say, believe. let's not throw a $1,000 computer out the window for a $5 USB cable. I'm that's probably the culprit. the baby out with the bath water and starting all over. Fuck it all. Oh, geez. So uh, we are just the two of us this week. One Willie Nelson, we assume, is under the weather. He's had some issues before on Sundays. Under his where covers. Yeah, he's had a gout flare-up or something like that. He's talked about it openly on here before where it's just really uncomfortable for him to walk around and stuff like that. And he does not podcast from his bedroom. He podcasts from his couch. So if he's feeling poorly, he may still just be in bed and trying to sleep until he feels marginally human again or until he can go pick up his prescription steroids to help uh, kick the gout out for a little bit. You know, the good crap. He's just out of cigarettes and refusing to get out of bed. That he needs is <laughs> Skittle water. Uh, yeah, he might He might need some Skittle he water. He might need some he Skittle forgot water. To- he forgot to put it next to his laptop as an enticement for him to get for himself to get up in the morning. So how we get him to show up is we just send Skittle water that way and we'll be good to go. Problem solved. I like it. <laughs> uh, apologies, though. Last week we didn't have a show. I was feeling under the weather and both Anthony and Willie were gracious enough to uh, give me the day off because I did something to my back and I was just laying on my couch going, I'm dead. I'm dead. Why? <laughs> Why? So how long? How long did that last? Uh, until like three or 4 PM, I felt marginally human. It could be because of the uh, copious amounts of Tylenol advanced or whatever it is that I took that things finally started to feel better. And then by about 5 PM, I was feeling human enough that I decided to finish doing adult things. And that's not sexy adult things. I'm afraid to say it's adult <laughs> things of going into my kitchen and then cleaning the outsides of my cabinets. Cause I hadn't done it in about a month. So it was taking the, the lemon fresh spray, not the good bleach spray that I need in the middle of the pandemic because hell if I'm using that, but a, a homeopathic lemon spray that we picked up somewhere because they were out of bleach spray and Kroger thought that was an appropriate replacement when we did a click list order. <laughs> but it worked really nicely for cleaning like crap off the front side of the counters and stuff like that in the cabinet doors. And that was me sitting on the floor uh, with a paper towel and a spray bottle, wiping these things down while I was listening to podcasts on my Amazon voice services devices. And sitting on the floor was fine. I didn't have to bend and twist anything like that. So it worked out all right. And by Monday, I think I was back to 100%, which is a good thing. I don't know. Still, I would think the day that I didn't want to get out of bed because my back was hurting so bad would be the day I would skip cleaning my kitchen cabinets. So in all honesty, <laughs> I had considered that, but, but here's part of why I did it is, uh, it, it's the middle of a pandemic. We've talked about this before and everyone copes differently mentally with the pandemic and shut in and things like that. And 
I, I needed to try and feel normal because the, like the pat the previous three or four weeks before that, I'd kind of I don't want to say I was depressed, but at the very least gotten into a funk where about all I was doing was I would go to work, I would go upstairs and fall asleep on the couch or watch dumb YouTube videos. I would cook dinner, I would do the dishes, and then I would do it all over again. And I, I wanted to try and get back to at least feeling remotely normal again, doing things that were outside the norm of sitting on my ass, feeling like a bum and depressed because I couldn't go do the things I wanted to do. So daily you're 400% more productive than me and you're feeling depressed because you're inactive. Well, it, it's more, it's more, <laughs> it's more the repetition I think was the problem because mm. while I may not be the most social person outside of like podcasting, cause that's easy. I, I really miss, I had a routine of things, which was during the week, Monday through Thursday would be, I'd work my nine, nine and a half hour days so that when a Friday came around, I could have somewhere between two to four hours work I'd have to do. And on the way home, that's when I would go and do like my, uh, run my errands, hit up the grocery store for a few small things. Or more importantly, that's when I'd go like do my treasure hunting for lack of a better term. I would go hit up the toy stores and stuff for like some of those cool toys I might've been looking for or Funko pops and stuff like that. And, I don't get to do that right now because the longest I've left the house yeah. since March was yesterday. And that was to go to a funeral. So that, I mean, <laughs> like, so then yeah, your daily routine becomes more of a rut and then it becomes less fun. Yeah. And I think that's more of what it was. And it probably didn't, I thought it would be helpful, but it may not be helpful that I started going on like a YouTube binge fest of, uh, different channels like the game chasers and stuff like that that's all about like going to flea markets and stores and hunting for those elusive hard to find video games or hard to find collectibles which is something i enjoyed i like that thrill of the hunt i like trying to find something i like that and i'm gonna sound like a junkie here i like that adrenaline rush of <laughs> yes i got that insert item name here that i can't think of that i've been looking for for months yes i finally found it and then like paying 10 bucks to find that action figure you've kind of had your eye on for months but never been able to find it I didn't realize how much I enjoyed things like that. And I mean, that that's part of it. There's other things with the pandemic, I'm sure, that's doing it. But I, I kind of wanted to be able to do things like that again. And I, I'm kind of forcing myself to not necessarily be better, but just kind of accept what things are now. And it is what it is. One day we'll get to leave our houses again. One day I'll get to go to a movie theater again or go to a flea market to try and find vintage video games, stuff like that. But we're just yeah, not gonna... there yet going to be a world of renting out theaters did uh, uh jeff tate just did that for a showing of tenant in a uh, cincinnati mm -hmm. ohio area so him and doug loves movies uh doug benson been talking about you know how how to deal with certain stuff and one of the things they figured out was like his local theater you could rent the whole thing out for 150 bucks nice so he got like 10 people together and they all socially distanced and he did it like a little game show like doug loves movies and so then yeah it's like 15 bucks a person but you rent the theater out and nobody else can come in it becomes it's a private bad. party you sit near the people that you came with and everybody wears masks unless they're eating popcorn and everything was fine. See, I have a Regal Cinema that is my primary go-to in town now. And Regal just closed everything indefinitely this week as of Thursday. So uh, like they, they had the trailer for that Ryan Reynolds movie. What is it? A Free Guy, I think is what it is or something like that. Yeah, one. Free Guy. And I was like, oh man, this looks really good. And they're like, coming out in December. And I was like, well, shit, because I don't think I have any open <laughs> movie theaters anymore. <laughs> and then the secondary thought was... I don't know if I want to go to a movie theater still. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, we were already living in a world where you couldn't get people to turn off their fucking cell phones in a movie. Like, during an actual film, people would be checking their fucking phones. So the idea that those people are going to be conscientious enough to not, you know, cough on you as they walk past you to go out to use the bathroom, 
Like I'm I'm not risking it. Like it's it's not worth dying. There's no movie coming out that's worth dying. You are 100% right. Like there is no movie that's worth the risk of picking up COVID and not necessarily because I'm afraid of what it would do to me. I just okay, maybe I am a little bit at that point, but I'm more afraid of that I would get it, not know it and give it to someone else. And that is my biggest concern yeah. I have with things is that I don't want to unwittingly give it to someone I know and be like, oh my God, not that I really see many people I know other than my wife, my cats and dog. That's about all I see anymore. Yeah. And occasionally my neighbor when I'm walking said dog, but I, I don't want to take that risk because I don't know that I want that guilt of being like, oh my God, I gave COVID to someone and they're in the ICU. And it's a lot easier just to yeah, suck it up, stay at home, suck. get over getting depressed or whatever about things and right. try and get back on routine. And that, that's part of what I've been trying to make a point of doing pretty much since last week when I realized I had to stop being that way is try and get back into a routine of things. Even if it's just something as simple as picking up the house as I'm supposed, as I needed to, or cleaning the kitchen appropriately. Like I haven't mopped the floors yet. That's my plan for today because yeah, return to normalcy. I probably need to mop my <laughs> floors, which I'll use my steam mop because I'm lazy and don't want to actually get a bucket of water out. Now we're not going to talk about how long it's been since I mopped my floors. Well, I mean, bear in mind, there are two cats and a dog in my house. They are kind of self-mopping if you drop anything. So it's not like there's going to be any food on the floor. It's just little bits of dirt and dust that is not where the food is they clean up. (laughs) And if you throw a couple of pieces of kibble where the dust buddies are, they might get those too. Yeah, but then I might get the food back out on the floor again if there's enough. It's a big enough Uh, dust bunny. Fair enough. Fair enough. Nobody wants that. I don't want to do that. And I just realized on camera – you can sort of tell I'm wearing a shirt that says Chris on it. It is not about me, I promise. This is Yeah, he is self-promoting. This is the Chris shirt on the Chris podcast. <laughs> I mean, we I could make a shirt. We could we need to make some merch. It's just our names on it. We'll see if anyone wants it. A shirt that just says Chris Willie Tony. And yeah. No explanation. No it doesn't say yeah. podcast. It's just like three that. A. <laughs> That would be hilarious. Like, what's that for? None of your business. You'll know if you're supposed to know. Exactly. It's like the worst merch ever. This is this is Chris Jericho merch. I fully acknowledge nice. that. Because when we get to what I'm into. Le Champion. Le Champion. Yeah. The demo god himself. He he had a big one. He had a big one. It was a good episode, too. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. But I don't know. I mean, we've been rambling. We should probably just roll on into the news of the week as soon as I find the damn button on here. Find the button. Let's do it. And we'll keep hammering the call Willie button and see if he pops on. Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Welcome to the news of the week. It's that part of the show where we run down with our minds. Some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the past week. Now, I fully acknowledge I was going to, if Willie was on the show, make some uh, ridiculous jab about the fact of, oh, they released all the PS5 backwards compatibility stuff. Good luck playing Joe's Diner now. (laughs) Because there's only like 12 games, they said, from the PS4 that aren't backwards compatible with the PS5. (laughs) Which has a pretty nice list. Like I I haven't even heard of the games on that list. I think there was a Hitman game, and that was the only thing I'd heard of, was the Hitman game. They probably just can't backwards compatible those suitcases that fly and track people's heads yeah, right. like on a jet ski. The PS5 can't figure that shit yeah, out. It I, just don't make no sense. I thought that was interesting this week and they released the backwards compatibility thing. And I said, hey, that's great for gamers out there to be like, hey, I don't have to worry about my entire catalog of PS4 games not being playable. And I, if I read correctly now, there is a ability to move your save game from the PS4 version of Spider-Man to PS5 version now, which is interesting. 
I may mm. have read that incorrectly because, and I am not putting on my fanboy war hat here, but there is a difference in how the forwards compatibility is being treated between the Sony side of the house and the Microsoft side of the house because not everything from the way Sony described it save game-wise and stuff will move over to PS5, it seemed like, whereas it is on Xbox. I don't know. I'm very confused. Well, and with Spider-Man, it's definitely more confusing because then you would be taking your save file from the original PS4 Spider-Man and then playing it on the new updated one where Parker has a different face, which I still find very creepy. It's It looks very Tom Holland-esque, I guess. Which a little bit, fine, yeah. Like but, the actor... But the Spider-Man we had in this was like in his mid-20s, like a grad school student, basically. Yeah. So it kind of made sense to have an older Spider-Man. I don't know. I'm not going to get on my soapbox and complain about them changing the face actor. It's just strange, and it's their game. They can do what they want to. All I know is I, I'm not worried about the upgraded Spider-Man original, but I did pre-order my Miles, so I'm ready to go in, what, two months? Yeah, and they did seem to indicate that the if you bought the PS4 version of Miles Morales and then got a PS5 yeah. later, you would get the upgrade to the PS5 yep. version. And Microsoft's done something similar. They call it smart delivery on the Xbox side of the house, which is when you put the disc in there, if there is a Series X or S version of the game, they just download it and you get it. And things like Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk and Avengers are all part of that uh, smart delivery that they're doing. Yeah, all the games that are basically preloaded for the next generation yeah. to where if you update, you move up the you move up a step in tech and your game is going to kind of follow with you and get better. Yeah. And I will say the thing that I think is most interesting it's just different approaches here. Is like if you have a PlayStation 4 right now, you can back up in the cloud assuming you have PlayStation Plus and you enable it. Yeah. And you, certain games I had to go turn it on manually for some reason cuz it didn't turn it on automatically. I don't know why. So in theory, if you are upgrading from PS4 to PS5, you should just be able to pull your save game down out of the PS Plus cloud or whatever onto your PS5 and be good to go. I will say I've been spoiled by how Microsoft has done it on their stuff because I've done it on just my regular Xbox One, which is every save file they back up to their cloud as long as you have internet connectivity. So if I went over to, say, Willie's house and he had an Xbox and I logged in and I said, oh, let's play Avengers, it would just pull my save game out of the cloud. So it makes yeah. it easier for all of these forward compatibility issues that we've been talking about so say you start playing spider-man or cyberpunk on your xbox one two weeks later you get a series xbox you're like oh i'm ready to play just pop the disc in and it pulls your save game out of the cloud it's really sweet in that regard because you don't even have to think about it you're like oh all my save games are there and don't get me started on nintendo where they're like you can't save pokemon in the cloud and i'm like what? yeah that what? shit's crazy exit i think Almost all my games are set to auto save to the cloud for my PlayStation, but I do, yeah, I do know on some of them you have to go in and manually turn it on to it, tell it to yeah, update it. It was an interesting shift when I started playing more on my PS4 to see things like that because I haven't had to think about it on Xbox because this entire generation it's always just been as soon as your game is saved locally, they push a copy up to their cloud, so you, you never have to think about it. And like, if you have to format your Xbox, oh, well, it's not the end of the world. It'll just, literally, when you bring up a game, it says uh, pulling save data from the cloud or whatever and gives you a spinning dialogue while it pulls your most recent save data. Like, for every game on there, which I thought was pretty sweet. And I think it would be cool in this next generation if we start seeing all cloud backups work like that, where it's just invisible to the user. It just backs up behind yeah. the scenes and problem solved. That would be yeah. Sweet. It should just be attached to your account. Like if you're right. logging in as you, like your date, your saved game files should just be attached, like right along with your trophies or yep. uh, your Xbox achievements. Like it should be basically all one bundle of information. Yeah, and that, that's why I like that Microsoft has been doing because I've actually gone to someone's house before. I'm like, oh, let's play 
God, what was the game? I think it was just Halo. And I was like, I'm going to log in just so I can get some achievements. And it actually pulled my save game file down with it, too. And we started nice. playing on one of my runs I'd already started. It was pretty cool. I was like, okay, I forgot how neat this feature is. And yeah, it's when you're going to a friend's house and you're not restarting from level one, even though you're on your account, just because it says, oh, you don't have any information. Right. So that was pretty yeah, slick. nobody wants that. I hope that Sony <laughs> implements something similar. They're halfway there. Nintendo's halfway there on some games. Like I said, I still have my own heartburn over the fact that Animal Crossing <laughs> uses its own backup system and any Pokemon game does not work with the Nintendo Cloud feature that I pay 20 bucks a year for. So if yeah, my Switch breaks, just... I lose my entire Pokemon save game. Yeah, that's just insane. Yeah. it's. I mean, but Then again, I don't know. All these headsets come now with Bluetooth capability and Sony still blocked Bluetooth audio devices. Like, why the fuck? Why do I have to have a dongle when I can? I have a remote, I have controllers, everything else goes through Bluetooth, but the goddamn audio devices, you cannot, the like when you actually plug one in and try to do Bluetooth, like I tried to connect it and it actually gives you a message. Sony does not like allow Bluetooth audio devices. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's nuts. How does Willie do it? He's got a, he's got the, I guess it's an official Sony branded. PlayStation yeah, headset that he's got, so they their, only allow their only own. Their stuff. one, yeah, their one headset that they sell. That's yeah. That's so weird. my brand new like Turtle Beach 700 Gen twos that I just got that are the most comfortable fucking gaming headset I've ever had. They're a pain in the ass to sync up because you still have to sync up through a damn dongle, even though they have their own Bluetooth capability. That's crazy. Yeah, just yeah. waste the USB slot. Like, why do I have to always have a little fucking thing plugged in? Yeah, there's only like two USB slots on the front of that. Yeah. Which is annoying because then also uh, the Steel Beach ones have a weird thing where even when I turn them off, the audio doesn't go back to my television. <laughs> I have to go into settings and t- switch the audio to audio out TV. So Strange. I can't. Yeah. Like otherwise, like I can literally turn the headset off, turn on like Ghost of Tsushima or one of the other games that I play with the actual audio just coming out of my speakers. And until I switch it to the speakers, like it just becomes a mute game. That's weird. Which. You know, on No Man's Sky, it's fine because I'm listening to a podcast in my Bose speaker next to my head anyway. So fair. So like, I don't need it for that. But yeah, it was just weird when I figured that out. Like the first day, first two couple days I got them, I'm like, why the hell won't what, my other headset, you turn it off and it automatically kicks the audio back to out through the speakers. And yeah, for some odd, this one, for some odd reason, this one doesn't do it automatically. Every other feature on them is fucking awesome. Like they, they sound so good. Like I, you know, the first couple of matches, like Dead by Daylight and uh, Apex that I played, like, I was hearing shit way better than I was before. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether or not there's audio issues in those games is a different problem, but my actual stuff that I was hearing was better. Yeah, some of those like, headsets wow, okay. are awesome. Yeah, and I mean, they're, like, the brand newest headset, and they, I love it, too, because they have the little cut in the foam to where literally it sits on your head and it doesn't push against your glasses. Nice. Like, it has a little indentation. I did not realize how much of a difference that makes after like two hours of playing Apex. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that there, I think I had them on the other day for over four hours and like wow. my ears didn't hurt at all. Yeah, it's I can like, only do about two and a half, three on these before I'm like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, because yeah, the audio technicas sound good, but after about two hours, yeah, like my ears start to hurt because it's pushing my glasses against my head. Like the sound is fantastic, but yeah, it's that, that little, little tiny bit of pressure. It's not much, but it's just enough where it's pushed on the glasses. Like you can feel it after a while. Yeah, and those, Excuse me, those new uh, 700s I got, yeah, don't feel nothing after like four or five hours. They're fantastic. I just, yeah, it's it's settings problems with the PlayStation is the problem. It's not the damn headphones themselves. Oh, I understand I just settings have, problems I just with have the tech problems. Yeah, <laughs> you got tech issues at the moment. I've got tech issues. <laughs> well, let's roll on into the actual news instead of our rambling about stuff. And I will say it's probably a shorter news because the, 
the PlayStation stuff we're going to leave to Willie, but we kind of just did it on our own since Willie wasn't here. And uh, my news, it's just something kind of cool to talk about for a couple minutes. But uh, on the Disney Plus side of the house, I don't know about you guys, I like to rewatch Marvel movies from time to time. And oh, it's yeah. always, until now, been kind of a pain in the butt because the organization has been weird on how they handled the Marvel movies. Well, it is no longer weird. Uh, if you log into Disney Plus now and you click the Marvel Studios banner, it'll take you to the entire page where they have now binned things accordingly. So you have just a top row that is the popular MCU movies. The next row, MCU Phase 1, followed by MCU Phase 2, and then Phase 3, <laughs> and then MCU in timeline order, so you can watch them oh, chronologically nice. in which they occur, followed by Marvel Legacy movies, so like all of the old Fox X-Men movies and things like that that they just acquired, then followed by live-action series and specials. That's where you get, like, Inhumans, Agent Carter, a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the legacy animation stuff. So classic 1960s Spider-Man, the 90s X-Men cartoons. They have changed the organization of all the Marvel tab. And I think it nice. is for the better now because you can be like, I just want to watch. I'm ready to start Phase 2. And you just go right to the Phase 2 section and find things. And everything is in the order it is supposed to be. It is weird to watch in chronological order because if you do that, you watch Captain America and then Captain Marvel. Yep. And then I think Iron Man. Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, yeah. Thor, Avengers. And so it, it feels strange. By the time Captain Marvel shows up in Endgame, you've forgotten that that movie came out right before Infinity yep. War. <laughs> oh, and then don't forget, once you watch Winter Soldier, you watch both Guardians movies then. Because yeah, in the timeline, yeah, that Guardians takes place at roughly the same time. And that Guardians yep. takes place before Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did do an entire chronological watch through, and just actually just finished it, which was awesome. And the, the girlfriend watched uh, Infinity War and Endgame for the first time and loved it. Yeah, like she was so happy when Groot came back. I, I, I think she was ready to cry a little bit when Groot <laughs> disappeared. Like so, that, that made her sad. Yeah, I but then she was stoked because she didn't have to wait eight months in between the two movies. We watched it the next day. Yeah, that, that also <laughs> helps a lot. Uh, this is smart though, and Disney owns the service. So it's relatively easy for them to do things like that, but. This is the kind of thing you like to see on your curated service to oh, make yeah. it easier to find the content. And I'm sure we'll start to see it on some of the other tabs they have in Disney Plus now. Mm. I'm sure Star Wars probably is already laid out that way. I don't know. Let me have it pulled open right now. Let me see. I'm wondering for the legacy stuff, will we ever see the death and trial of the Incredible Hulk? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. Can they get those back? Is that what, those, are, those were NBC movies, I think? I think so. It would be hilarious if those showed up on Peacock right now. Right. They're like the only two Hulk movies that you can't watch on Disney Plus. Come watch them on Peacock because they're <laughs> NBC Universal. Yeah, because there was there was the Hulk movie where he met Thor, and then there was the the death, or I think it was the trial of the, the Hulk, trial of the Incredible Hulk. You had uh, the Daredevil that was in an all black outfit. Mm -hmm. They did the Matt Murdock in that one. Yeah, because there's still two more Hulk movies out there that a lot of yeah. people forget about. <laughs> so for comparison, I went to the Star Wars menu in Disney+. Plus. There is series, movies, where it is from Rise of Skywalker back to Episode 1, I think. So they go, oh, no, no. It, it's interesting. It goes Rise of Skywalker to Episode 4, then Rogue One, then Solo, then Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace. So they did put those in timeline order. Oh, there you go. Descending yeah, so that's timeline order. order. Then there's special shorts, and then the Darth Vader collection, which is pretty much any movie that Vader showed up in. But what what there isn't, what there isn't, is a Christmas special. <laughs> don't don't inflict that on anyone. Disney's not going to let anybody watch that. <laughs> I mean, it's still on YouTube, probably. Do they have the Endor movies on there? No, I don't think they do either. I don't know. The, also, like. I believe those are NBC like family movie night movies. <laughs> we had some weird shit on TV when I was a kid. That's all I'm saying. 
We had some weird ass movies that made it to prime time that I don't know how they got greenlit. Yeah, because one of them had that little didn't, didn't one of them have like Wilford Brimley and the yeah, and two kids I believe with Ewoks? Wilford Brimley was in. It. I don't see them anywhere on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, those were some weird ass movies. Yeah, those there, were yeah. No results for Ewok or Holiday Special for Star Wars. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, the only things that come up when you write in holiday is Mickey Mouse Hawaiian holiday, decorating Disney holiday magic, fairy tale weddings holiday magic, and the Great Muppet Caper. And the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. All right, that's good stuff. So yeah, 1985, Ewoks: The Battle for Endor, Wilford Brimley, and Warwick Davis, and Aubrey Miller. I think that was the one that she looked like. Uh, she looked uh, like uh, Drew Barrymore, the little blonde girl. Was he still fighting diabetes back then? Oh, he he hadn't even he hadn't even started the battle with diabetes. I oh, think at that point. I forgot that this was out on Disney Plus. Now uh, the the right stuff finally started. The first two episodes are out. Early days, oh, yeah, U.S. Yeah. space program based on the bestseller by Tom Wolfe. That okay. I'm a space nerd, so I'm gonna be watching the shit out of that later. Yep. So anybody that just got done with Away that still needs more NASA stuff can now go watch the right stuff Look, series. If you just finished the boys and you've got a gap until. Uh, Mandalorian starts in a couple weeks. You can watch <laughs> the first two episodes of season one of the right stuff. I imagine it's probably eight or ten episodes, and they're doing weekly, so you got a little bit. Of, you'll have some overlap then. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, and I did see in the United States now. It wasn't beta in Canada. They did launch the group watch feature on Disney Plus now, so you can group watch a movie with people that may not be in the same location. I don't know how nice. it works. I haven't tried it. Yeah, I think they added that to Twitch too, as a way that you can like use your Twitch stream to group watch movies, which. I don't know then if you can actually like stream your Twitch channel because then wouldn't you be streaming a movie that you don't own? I don't know. Maybe it's only limited to people that have the actual link or something. Because the way this Disney Plus one works Maybe. right now is it brings up an invite screen and then it gives you a link that you copy and send to someone. So my guess is it is establishing a shared screen across those limited to six connections or whatever. And does it so? It still ends up being like a private screening. A private screening. My guess is yeah. Twitch is probably doing the same thing, where you have to have that link to be able to view it. And then if exactly. more than I tried a, it yet, but I saw it. Yeah. Holy crap! Boy Meets World's on here. I forgot about that. I need to get off the Disney Plus page. <laughs> I, I just closed Disney Plus so that I wouldn't stay in trouble on that and find more. Yeah, you're, you're just thinking all the stuff you want to watch later today. <laughs> I got football to watch because the Corona hasn't killed it all yet. That's true. There is still NFL at this mo- at the moment. I still have NFL, even though there's more coronavirus issues that are going to further complicate the season. It'll be of wonderful. Course. Well, I mean, after the first couple of weeks, so many people have been injured anyways. Like, it's got to be one of the most injury-filled, like, opening seasons I can remember in, like, 10 years. Well, like, I don't Because they didn't get to train appropriately. Like, half-speed, no-pad training camps aren't yeah. really going to get you in game and shape. Then, yeah, going from that into full game speed when you're still worried about stuff like the coronavirus at the stands and stuff and wearing masks, like, yeah, that's, that's got to be such like a mental, like, just fucking with your head as an athlete. Because, yeah, it's, it seems to be physically having physical results out on the field. Like, people are getting hurt all over the fucking place. Yeah, it's got to be trippy. And I'm sure just like for the NBA players, it was trippy being in the bubble because you're literally that you're in that bubble and all you can do is basketball and basketball related issues. And you can't be like, I'm going to go see my mom or anything like that because you can't leave the bubble. If you do, you go back in two week quarantine. Now it worked for keeping people safe. Like there was not a single incident of coronavirus inside the bubble that was reported that I believe that I remember hearing about. So it worked. But at the same time, it is, you're literally living in that bubble and that is all, you know, and I can see how that would be mentally draining as well. 
Yeah, because yeah. I mean they're basically just stuck in a hotel room if they're not at a game. Yeah, they they realize all the bubble stuff is done at Disney, and uh, they all are in different Disney hotels and stuff like that. Mm, and they I have, can think of a worse way to live. That is true. They do have like <laughs> communal spaces and stuff for the teams to be able to go and do like recreational things, stuff like that. But yeah, it, it was an interesting approach that worked. But I don't think you, I don't think it would work as well for some of the other sports we have. The NBA, you can do the bubble far easier than you could do a bubble for football. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, like you know, the standard football roster is what fifty-eight to sixty-two man, players. Like yeah, plus yeah, then I mean, training like, staff and support staff. Yeah, yeah. It'd by comparison to yeah, a basketball team where I think they at most they have what a third of that number. Like, what is it, twelve or fifteen on the active roster, something like that? I honestly don't know what the number yeah. is, but it's well, certainly I mean, not I never 52. watch NBA's, but I know it's a lot smaller. <laughs> like, that's a lot less people. The thing I don't know is what thirty-two NFL teams. How many NBA teams are there now? Well, the bubble was only done with the playoff teams, if I recall correctly. Mm, there you go. Yeah, that's definitely a lot easier than. That's a lot less. Well, people. I think they did some. T- you had to have a certain record to then figure out whether teams were going to make the playoffs, and if those teams didn't, then they left the bubble and left the playoff teams there or something like that. Because the way their season was, they only, they had played like three quarters of the season, I think it was. So some folks were statistically eliminated, if I recall correctly. So those that were statistically eliminated weren't invited to the bubble, and those that still had a chance of making yeah. it were invited. And to those the people went home. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they were already home, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, what a weird I mean, fucking world, and man. When, when they got to the bubble, it was, you stay in your room for two weeks. We'll bring you your food. Here's your thermometer and your pulse ox. You're doing a daily screening of this stuff so that we can review it. And it was literally, everyone was in their room for two weeks with yeah. food being brought to their door and stuff like that. I mean, God, can you imagine how, for an NBA guy who's used to hitting the gym, and I'm sure they figured out a way for them to be able to do the gym and stuff to some extent, but using your own schedule to be like, okay, I'm going to go work out this time period. Then it's, you got to stay in your room until we tell you you're allowed to go to the gym. Yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah that would definitely be, be kind of hard if you had, that'd be tough. Well, I mean, and, and honestly, the majority of them are like millionaires that are used to being at home in like their mansion when they're not at work. And so they can go hit like even their home gym, which is right. better than most hotel gyms. I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know. Hey, I think I spy a Willie. I just sent him an invite to things while we're waiting to see whether Willie joins us. What do you got for your news of the week, buddy? All right. I got a super big smile on my face this week because the uh, uh, my Twitter blew up a little bit when Robert Kirkman, Ryan Otley, and the Invincible uh, official Twitter started sending out links to the first trailer. And we finally got a preview for the 2021 upcoming uh, Amazon Prime cartoon series based on the greatest superhero comic book of all time, Invincible. And it's just gorgeous. Um, they actually show a bunch of scenes in it. That if, you've, if you're if you a fan of the comic, you know they're straight off the panels. It looks almost exactly like Corey Walker and Ryan Otley's original art from the series when it started. Um, I mean, it looks really, really faithful to that art style. It's a really clean, um, like there's not a ton of, you know, cross hatching and extra details and stuff to make things look super super um realistic it's it's more of a, a streamlined look it almost looked i mean kind of animated in the book itself and they kept that style along with it for the cartoon and it it's just awesome and like i mean some of the voice actors that they've already got on there to actually see them doing the roles um stephen young from the walking dead is mark uh, grayson the main cure the main character and then to see him they did the scene where he's playing catch with his dad omni man and hearing jk simmons the voice of commissioner gordon and uh uh, J. Jonah Jameson talking to his son and like 
it's an awesome scene because they're literally floating up above their hometown and you see Omni-Man just chuck a baseball and they're sitting there talking and a couple seconds later he's like, do you hear it? And you see, you hear Stephen Young go, yeah, I do. And he lifts his glove up and catches the ball because his dad has just thrown the baseball around the planet. He threw it hard enough that gravity let it keep going <laughs> and he tossed, they're playing catch around the earth because that's how strong these characters are. Not only and, that, he knew to control it. From oh, yeah. the very beginning. He's got aim. He's got aim. But yeah, it's just the idea of like, you know, Robert Kirkman takes the simplest things in the world, like a father and son playing catch, and he can do that in a superhero way that nobody ever thought of before. And it makes it so unique. And then the other really great thing was they showed just a smidgen right at the end of the trailer of one of the first fights. And like you see Invincible clock a dude and just blood like splashes on the screen. So we know they're not going to hold back this. If you haven't read it, Invincible is the bloodiest comic book ever. Like there are, there are, I would say five fights throughout the series where from the first one, the second one, each one, as they came out, I thought nobody could possibly top them as the bloodiest comic book battles ever. Cause it's, you know, superheroes that are basically invincible beating each other almost to death. And so it takes a lot for them to hurt each other. And so, like, there are issues that of this book where the entire issue is just a fight. And some of them are brutal. And the best thing is, like, it looks like they're going to go be just as bloody in the cartoon as they were in the comic. And then the other nice announcement was a lot of those battles take place with a character named Throck, who is one of the coolest aliens ever, who is known by his elder name of Battle Beast, who's this giant white lion who's got you know this huge lion head all white hair wears this crazy outfit and carries this huge sword and they found out this week that he's going to be voiced by none other than michael dorn yes so motherfucking throck is gonna be wharf wait wait Willie, do you know who michael dorn is awesome <laughs> yes uh who's michael well, dorn well he just said it uh i mean i knew i recognized the name i knew it but until he said war, okay. I was like, wait, I know, I know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, heard I know his it. name before. I was waiting yeah. to see if it was clicking in your head because I could see it. I could see it right in your head. Like, I know this name. Where do I know it from? But I wasn't trying to nerd shame you. I promise. <laughs> but this character sounds like it's straight up from He-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he looks like it. He looks like it, too. The name to the look. But, yeah, it, it's it's an awesome character because literally, like, his only goal in life is to find a um, is to find a fight with someone that he believes is on his level. And so like, he's literally gone around and conquered worlds and destroyed armies because he's as strong as like the main characters in the story, Omni-Man and Invincible. And he's just, he's literally spent his entire life looking for a fair fight. And so as a, as a character, yeah, he, he looks straight up like a He-Man character. He's awesome. Nice. Yeah, he's this giant white lion. And all he wants to do is rumble. Like his only goal in life is to just get into a brawl. And, like, the idea that Michael Dorn's going to voice that character is going to be so much fun. And, yeah, like, if you haven't read about before, the, the voice cast, yeah, Stephen Young is the Mark Grayson, J.K. Simmons is his dad, Omni-Man, Sandra O's oh playing his mom, uh, Seth Rogen's in there, I believe his robot, Mark Hamill's in there, Zazie Beetz is in there, and now we got Michael Dorn. Like, the, the voice cast on this is going to be as good, if not better, than that new He-Man that's coming out. Like, next year, we got a lot of, like, good cartoons that are going to hit the airwaves that have just amazing voice casts. But, yeah, this one looks just just as bloody as I hoped it was going to be. And I can't wait because, man, literally, Invincible is my favorite superhero comic book of all time. And 
the the idea that they might do the whole series is just amazing. I think uh, next year, I think we get eight episodes. It's the the first season of Invincible. So I don't know how far they'll go in there. I don't know if we'll get to the first or second trade. If we get to the big reveal, the very first big reveal that shows you why it really is a Robert Kirkman story. And it's not just a standard superhero comic. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, with, with, you know, if anybody's a fan of Kirkman, they've read The Walking Dead. Like, it's one of those things, like, he creates worlds where nobody's safe. Like, there's yep. always ex- surprises to be expected in a Robert Kirkman world. And Kirkman grew up reading comics. He grew up reading Superman and Spider-Man and Batman and all them. And so when he made a superhero universe, he took all of those cliches, looked at them, and said, how would I change this? And so you have all those same cliches like superhero battles and team 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 ups and all of that stuff's in there, but it's all got that little Robert Kirkman twist on it. And so, damn, if it's not, it's different. Like, it's different. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm down. Uh, I was, next year. I was a little angry, not going to lie. About I, what? I, there was some that the, the show, something made me angry. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this because it's not coming out till 2021. What the hell? I was like, ooh. Was this coming yeah, out soon? No. Well, oh, I mean, it's, 2021? It's, it's, oh, you can go animation. fuck yourself. Really, it's, 2021 it's is two months away at the earliest. I don't know so. when they started it. Uh, they started working on it like three years ago. But yeah, it's also, they've been saying 2021. We don't know if it's going to be January or December. So they haven't narrowed yeah. down when it's launching. Yeah. Well, let's also realize that uh, the bulk of the new entertainment we're going to be getting right now is mostly animated stuff because they don't have to put a bunch of people in one place to do it. Yeah. You don't have to have actors on set and things like that. You can, in theory, if you have the right setup, you can record your audio at home. And some of these voice actors probably yeah. do have pretty nice setups at home. Or you get a really good audio engineer who can clean up stuff coming from semi-professional gear. So I would imagine that we're going to have a lot of animated content or things like that coming up because, you know, pandemic. Yeah, between Invincible and the new He-Man from uh, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard, and like, I'm stoked to get some new cartoons. Add those to the boys, and like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting bloody good entertainment. Oh man, the boys <laughs> so now, good. Invincible looks like the mature uh, follow-up to the best Disney movie of all time, which is of Sky course High? Sky High. Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by comparison, like the violence in Invincible would be almost X-rated by comparison to how Disney-fied Sky High was. Because Sky High was very child-friendly. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. But it's very non-violent and there's no blood. In Invincible, when somebody with super strength punches someone else, that person gets broken and they lose body parts. Like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see some of the fights that they have in the Invincible universe when they actually animate them. Like, oh, the fights with Conquest are going to be so good. Yeah, it looked really good. <laughs> Just the two-minute trailer had me go, man, I can't wait to see this. I'm Gee, calm. let me guess. He comes to conquer? No, Conquest comes to kill. He's he's not there to... to he doesn't run anything. He's literally just a weapon. Then what's with the name? Because it sounds cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, this is a comic book that has a character who charges stuff and blows it up like Gambit. But because... Robert Kirkman did a drawing of this character when he was like 12 years old. His name is Rexplode. I'm sorry, what was that? Rexplode. <laughs> <laughs> is They're he going awesome character. There's a, there's a, a version of the vulture in this world that's like I think his name is Biplane where he literally has like wooden wings as a villain that flies <laughs> around. Like it's unbelievably ridiculous cuz a lot of the characters in Invincible are the characters that Robert Kirkman thought of when he was a kid. 
and he put them into Invincible, and Ryan Otley and Corey Walker gave them great designs and actually made them look cool. But yeah, I mean, we're getting dinosaurs, we're getting freaking Monster Girl, we're getting you know the main like cybernetic scientific character is called Robot. He's a robot, and his name is Robot. Like it's very simple. <laughs> I like his brother better, Brobot. Brobot. <laughs> Robots. It's like what up, nerd? <laughs> but yeah, that's my news of the week. I'm excited. It is we get invincible. Willie, invincible did, you, did you have anything you wanted to share news wise with us? Listen, listen, listen. Don't don't be coming at me making accusations like, hey, why don't you have a news of the week with you right now? Did, did I <laughs> now, don't you? be accusing me like that? It ain't fair, man. You know what? You know what? If you're gonna be like that, I'm just gonna abstain. Willie, I think you're just stupid. I think that's the see, first time Willie's abstained. It's ambushed. Willie, yeah, is this your first time abstaining? <laughs> I abstain from that question. <laughs> so second time. I didn't know Willie, didn't know Willie could spell abstain. <laughs> yeah, it, you, um, you make a stain, you abstain. No, that's no, no. Well, you missed it before you were here. We were really sad about the fact that nobody's going to be able to play Joe's Diner on the PS5. It's going to be really upsetting. Well, I mean, I was, I was, I was here. I was in the corner. You just didn't see me. I was weeping because of Joe's diner. Because of Joe's diner? Just silently weeping. Hmm. Yeah, gently weeping. I see. Uh, like weeping. a soft summer weeping. rain. Weeping. This took an interesting twist, I see. That being mm. said, then, we are at the point of the show where we start to wrap things up with a little bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and or nerdy things we've been getting into. So then maybe, just maybe, you may want to check them out yourselves. And, uh, Willie, why don't you kick things off for us? What you been getting into, buddy? Oh, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here for today. So Uh-oh. I found a new game. I'm very excited about it because I've been having lots of fun. I told Bachman about it last night. Uh, Chris, something tells me you don't give a shit about this. I mean, you, probably, you probably like the idea, but probably not on the platform. It's on the uh, PlayStation 4. That's I think it's also available on the Switch. Uh, I'm assuming the Xbox. And also, I do know for uh, Steam as well. Um, it's called Talisman. It's uh, based on a board game from the 80s that's why it sounds familiar okay yeah i vaguely remember this board game it plays a lot like like a tabletop like uh dungeons and dragons type thing but you know roll dice it it's pretty awesome uh from what i saw the switch version uh, i forget i think it costs 20 bucks to get the base game but then to get all the dlc it, and the base game is well over $100. We're just over $100, to say that. But on the PS4, you buy everything for $30. It comes with all the DLC. Damn. All the expansions. I was looking at it, I was like, how is this possible? What What is going on here? Yeah, and I've played a bunch of games uh, of it, and I it took me about like five, six games in to realize, oh, wait, I can change the win condition. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because the, the original win conditions kind of it's all right, but it's like it can get boring at the end when one person's at the win condition and you have to roll the dice to roll a, th- a four, five, or six 
to damage the other people, and you keep rolling ones, twos, or threes, and you just have to wait till your next turn. Like, okay, just keep going. We're just delaying the inedible here. Just keep the rolling. No one's going to kick me out of here. <laughs> but yeah, you can change the win condition. That makes... Oh, there's one that's made pretty awesome. But yeah, Talisman. Uh, I would highly recommend it because I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I finally found an awesome board game for the PS4. It says I guess. on their on a Google search that it is on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PlayStation Vita. Those are the platforms you can get Talisman Digital Edition and Steam. Oh, it's on Steam. They didn't I have do again guarantee it's on Steam. Okay, I guarantee it's solid on there. Uh, I think it has like two or something more expansions than what's available on the PS4. I don't even know what it's all available. What all expansions available on the Switch? Once I saw it was like a PS4, I was like, sure, let me do that. Only thirty dollars, and you get all of it. I think I think it said there's 58 characters you can be like little figuring people. Mm-hmm. You can be. Uh, I think that's what I read. It said it was. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. I watched the trailer after we talked about it. I think it says yeah. 58 separate characters. So when you go on Steam, you can their content for the game says there is 46 items available Ooh. for the game. Yeah, Damn. all a bunch of those. I think all but like two of the expansions are on the PS4 versions, which is why I've been playing and. Um, I th- most of the characters are locked behind the different expansions where you have to uh, put on the expansions to access the characters, which is all right by me because, I mean, I've been going through them one at a time, putting on one expansion at a time. You can put on all of them if you want to all at the same time. It's up to you. You can change, and uh, I think the different win conditions are for each individual um, expansion. And so I've been going slowly through those and playing them. Uh yeah, the ninja's pretty fun. The uh, I would say if you first start out, try the warrior because it's just easy, just bing, bang, boom. Hack and uh, slash. Everybody loves some hack and slash. I will. I will say the interface, the UI, a little bit wonky. I am a full-on master of it now, but it was. It took some time to get used to. It is a little wonky with the controller. Not gonna lie, it is, it is definitely built for Steam. Yeah, there it was originally like the, a Windows game from like 2007, mm. it looks like, when I go on Steam. Because the minimum requirements on Windows, like this is any machine we have nowadays can do it. Requirements for minimum. Windows 7, 1.6 gigahertz processor, 512 <laughs> megs of RAM, 1024 by 600 resolution display, and 600 megs of storage. Wait, wait, do you hear that? Do you hear that? I hear Brobot. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What a nerd. What a nerd. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, uh, I can definitely tell that uh, they were a little sloppy with the uh, moving it over to console where you have to use a controller. Because the main menu, when you've got the options to start the game and all that, it is definitely just from like the PC version. Because there has an options thing in the top left of the screen. Yeah, there's no way to access that options thing. It's just an icon in the top left. It ain't selectable. And you have to hit options on your controller? No, no, no. You do the options when you're in the game or something. Like, there's no way to access the options button in the top left of your screen. Like, Unless there's some way I just haven't figured it out. Cause I mean, like, I saw it, I was like, oh, wait, that's up there. Can I get to it? Oh, no, I can't. Huh. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, the, like I said, controls take some getting used to, uh, but it is... Super fun. Uh, I, uh, I hope I hope uh, Bachman looks interesting to you enough. And uh, Chris, I don't know if you're going to be a lost cause to even try this or not. 
I looked at it. I'm not sure yet. Fair I, I might buy the first version on the uh, PC and try it there for like six bucks for just the base. Uh, then I can find out if I like it, Willie. But then we can't play it. Does it do cross-play across platforms or not? Do you know? I doubt that. It came out in 2017, and they're probably not going back to act to flip that little switch no. to say, yay, it is. <laughs> I mean, Because that's probably all it is. We learned from Fortnite for how many years ago when they accidentally flipped a switch and cross-play was yeah, on. Accidentally. For a Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. They did that on purpose. Well, I mean, I don't know. What would be the purpose of you know n- doing it you know on purpose saying what would be what was the purpose of that you gotta remember this is the same company that's suing apple right now you're not wrong about the uh their perceived unfairness with the app store platform yeah and they're fighting it mm-hmm. it'll it'll be interesting we'll find out i mean there are other things like among us that's playable across all sorts of different platforms hey that's what i'm playing i just played some of that earlier the uh, last night me too it's a fun game how are you playing it? Uh, Just uh, with the texting and stuff? PC with texting, uh, and then on my iPad with texting as well. Because I found uh, a couple communities that on uh, the PS4, uh, they actually they have a little community thing. I never really delved too much into it. I didn't but know one it was of them on PS4. For, the game is not on PS4, uh, but you can find communities gotcha. that use the PlayStation um, chat. That's cool. And you yeah, all can right. be in there. and. The one I was in said 18 plus. I was like, yay, no kids. Because some of those times, those little kids, they just don't know. the. Because we all mute, you know, just like you see the strip, mute the mic when you're not in the communion. Yeah, some of those kids don't do that. And some of those kids just say, hey, this guy killed me. Well, thanks for ruining the thing for us. Uh, (laughs) I'm not playing with you no more. Yeah, this game, though, like, it's so fun to watch people stream, though, too. Because it's fun just watching people figure out who's doing it. Like one of the most fun things I watched this last week was uh, the professional wrestler with All Elite Wrestling by the name of Evil Uno was running some games where it was all just like pro wrestlers from AEW playing Among Us together on a uh, Discord and stuff like that, and it was a ton of fun. Yeah, I played some Uno too. That's also great fun. Well, this is different. Different. Uno Evil Uno is a bit different, but yes. Yeah, Evil Uno is a little weird. Although I don't know why you're calling that. It's called Uno Flip. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit weird to play that, but it's in there. Really the yeah, it's DLC evil. for it. Well, you're going to make the Dark Order very evil. angry. Oh very no! Angry. I don't know. You probably don't want to screw with the Dark Order. Oh no! I'm going to get a fake punch in my face. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. All right, this is not a cult here. <laughs> Mr. Brody yeah, Lee is going to have issues with you. That's right. He's gonna throw papers at you and scream you the mean, F this word. Isn't a cult. I could get a paper. You're on a podcast <gasps> with two full-on AEW marks. This is totally a cult. <laughs> Join the Dark <laughs> Order, Willie. Join, yeah. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Face. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Uh, so it was Uno. What else? <laughs> I want to be number thirteen. <laughs> Join the Dark. Uno. Dead by Daylight. Of course. And hang out with Colt. Something else. Boom. Boom. Oh, Banna. Yes. Boom. Uh, uh, speaking of Among Us. I pulled out the VR uh, uh, Friday night, I believe it was Among or, Us Thursday. Or Thursday. No, oh. I'm not. I'm bringing it up to to another similar game, Werewolves Within, one of my favorite VR nice. games, which is pretty much you're all you're sitting around a campfire with up to seven other people, and you got to figure out who's a werewolf or not. If you unless you are a werewolf, that you're trying to throw sh- like in all of this, ninety five percent of talking it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate that game because the one time I did try the one night, 
because your role can get switched after you do the whole lights out thing. And then you can't look back at your card. So I don't know how to play my role if I don't know who I am. I don't like that. I want to play the role I have. That's fair. Is that fair? Why would they change it after you've looked? And you can't relook at what's in front of you. So, like, I want to be able to play my role. Willie, you you have a PlayStation VR I had forgotten. Are you going to try Star Wars Squadrons at some point, the flight sim game? I've heard it's really good in VR. Probably not. Okay. That's fair. I was just curious. I mean, uh, they did have the like a uh, version of that like uh, back on the Battlefront, the first Star Wars Battlefront, the first one uh, that where it had like a little VR mode in it where you could do like a squadron type thing. And even when it was down to five dollars, like, do I really want to pay five dollars just to try out this VR portion of it? By all accounts, nah. it's really good. So I wasn't sure if it was something you were interested in or not. And it's supposedly a really good flight sim. I just haven't had a chance to pick it up. Yet. <sighs> Space flight sims, like shooters, I just, just not my, okay. they're not my cup of tea. That's they're fair. not my bag, baby. That's fair. I was just curious. And see, and I like them, but I didn't like the way the controls were on the battlefront when you were flying because it wasn't the standard the stick controls? controls. No, no, no. I think it's different for squadron. Well, say this isn't made by Dice, is it? No, no, it's not. But you can also yeah. even plug in like a joystick and flight controls into a PC or Xbox or PlayStation and play that way now too, which is yeah, kind of cool. I just I don't know if I want to drop forty bucks on what looks like an awesome Star Wars game and then end up going into the options and finding out that I can't fly the way I want right. to fly with the controller. So oh, there's kind of like there's uh, an article. Fall guys, and you can't invert your your camera control. Yeah, Bullshit. stuff like that. There's an article up on Polygon that they call the Beginner's Guide to Star Wars Squadrons, and part of what they did, at least for an Xbox controller, was show the controller layout for the Xbox controller and what buttons did what and how the flight controls were done. So I assume it's probably the same on PlayStation. It's just replace A with Square and things like that. You said it was on Polygon. Polygon, yeah. I can. I got a link to it. I can send and it to you because I have okay, yeah. so, I'll have to read that. Yeah, sure you... the one on Battlefront, it was weird where one of the controls that I think normally you would change your um, like you would change your heading when you're flying on a ship was actually the acceleration and braking. And so it was it felt very strange to not to be using to accelerate or something instead of be moving your camera with the sticks. Right. So yeah, that one it, it just it threw me off and I was like if the new squad runs the same way, I don't know if I really want that game. So the way the navigation is handled by default is your left stick forward and back is the throttle, left and right is a roll, and then your right stick is forward and back for pitch and left and right for yaw. Yeah, see, left stick should not be throttle. Well, they're putting yeah, be your pitch a, and yaw like, on the same controller, on the same stick. Yeah, though. and that's why I, I hate it. Well, you can remap <laughs> the controls, it appears, control. though. R2 yeah, see, is yeah, the if, thrust forward. If you can remap them, then... Maybe it, maybe I want to pick that up. Yeah, it looks like it's mappable. Like RT is fire, RB is fire auxiliary weapon, A button cycle targets. Yeah, th- they've cycle got targets. Yeah, targeting. Auto aim? What? Is no, no, this it's bullshit? not auto aim. But when you're playing a flight sim, it highlights the target that you're going after on your GUI on your HUD. So that you all can right, follow just it. the highlights. Uh, uh, yeah, me. Okay, it doesn't yeah. like. It just helps you, like, okay, I'm going for that one. Track them, I and guess. And then in the center yeah, of your screen, HUD. and then the center of your screen brings up like the ship in the little radar screen with how its shields look and the damage and stuff like that. If you've played any of the old like X-wing versus Tie Fighter games and stuff like that, it looks very similar to that. Um, and I'm sure you've awesome. seen on Reddit where somebody 3D printed some modifications to add on to their PlayStation yeah. controller, where yeah. they put pretty much made joysticks that attach to the controller as the one to one. So when they move the Joy, the little the joysticks it moves the little yep. thumbsticks on the controller and That's the buttons cool. too 
And, and like, like I mentioned, they've also supposedly put patches out, I know on PC for sure, but supposedly on PlayStation and Xbox, where if you have USB flight controls and stuff like that, if you're a big flight sim guy, you can clip those in and then play that way too, which is kind of cool. Oh, you should see on the PSVR subreddit. Those people's setups are crazy. I've seen a couple with yeah. the uh, already some of the um, the stick controls attached to it. Yeah, the multiplayer sounds really fun on that. It's a cooperative multiplayer, which is always intriguing. It's not like everyone v everyone. It's five man teams. With gee, objectives. are we going to do the trench run again? I don't even think the trench run is on there. That's surprising. Yeah. Mm. The single-player campaign is basically like a six- to eight-hour campaign that teaches you how to do the advanced things you'll need to do in multiplayer is how it was described. The game looks intriguing, and for 40 bucks, I'm kind of like, you know, that don't seem too bad. And it's going to be a Series X slash S and PS5 uh, upgradable, giving you better graphics and stuff, too. I, mean, I was just pointing that out to you, Willie. What, anything I mean, else? I just don't really care about the game, so that's, that's all fair. about that. Anything else you've been getting into? Uh... Oh, I also tried Winona Earp. Did you I wasn't really it? a big fan. What was it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. I wasn't really. I was expect. I guess I was expecting a little too much from it. Like, I don't know. I I watched like a handful of episodes. I think four or five of them, and I, they keep talking about the Earp curse. Yeah, and I don't know what the Earp curse is because they haven't really fully told me why did she leave. Just to get away, okay. Then everything's just all it's all weird. Who yeah, is Gus? I don't know who that person season, is. Opening season, they kind of like fill out the story throughout the season. That's you don't tell everybody everything in the first episode. You I mean, well, you give. Well, I mean, you give me at least uh, you know the basis of what I'm watching. Like, was the whole like was the basic premise? I can't tell you. There's some kind of er- curse. Well, you That's should all not watch Lucifer then. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't like devil, slow burn reveals into things, you would not like that one either. And and that came out the Wyona Earp, the the main actress, is also in Letterkenny as nope. Mrs. McMurray. She she looks ten years younger, and it came out in the same time. I'm sure, like it couldn't have been more than a year different. I told you shooting. she looks really different, though, right? Like yeah, the she same looks actress, but she looks extremely younger. So different. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's they like, actually also, might age her up as a little bit as Mrs. Miss Murray when she's drunk to try to make her look like a crazy older drunk lady. And I also have a problem with the uh, with uh, just uh, last night. I had a problem with the Letterkenny subreddit. Not gonna lie, mm. they uh, I put a submission in for a funny image and they um, and they denied it. And I don't know why. <laughs> the, the the rule they said it broke uh, makes no sense. Because it doesn't, like, uh, this is, a, you know, whatever. You know what? Welcome to I Reddit. I got a problem with the mod. Welcome to Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> I have some problems. I'll send it to you guys. Speaking as a Reddit moderator, I can understand how some things would be uh, difficult to enforce. The rule is a little vague. And it doesn't really explain. I don't know how mine falls under it. That's fair. So that, I, I, bet, I bet whatever the rule is, I bet you broke it. If it's because of the word cunt is used... Well, if it ain't the invisible. I'm glad you said that because that transitions to what I'm getting into, which is I finished The Boys Season 2. Okay, no spoilers. Where one William Butcher calls everyone a cunt. There's your spoiler, Willie. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. No more spoilers. Well, but I ain't the invisible cunt. Yeah. Uh, I won't give any spoilers other than the fact to say it was really good. I wasn't sure where they were going with it, but I did greatly enjoy it. And uh, Anthony Starr is fucking amazing as homelander just amazing oh, yeah. oh, 
Wait, you didn't get that from the first season? No, no, I did in the first season, but he gets to do so much more in this season. Where you just yeah, really, he, where like he, he does acts some without work this year. Yeah, he does so much nonverbal acting this season, where it's all just like things written in his face or the way he has to look about certain things, and it's so good. He is really good in that role, and I fucking hate Homelander so much, but I love how he's portrayed because the guy does such a fantastic job. That one of the best. Have you been watching the post show as well? No, I haven't watched any of that yet. Oh, you gotta watch that because it makes it so much better. Because Anthony Starr is on like four or five of the post show mm-hmm. episodes, and to see him at home with a little scruff and his brown hair and the nicest guy in the yeah. world after you just saw him do the most psychotic shit ever, it's so telling of how. Like, if you already think he's a great actor, wait till you actually see him talking to Aisha Tyler and you see how nice he is. You find out he's an amazing actor. He's such a nice guy in real life. He's like the new uh, Joffrey. Yeah, exactly. Well, except apparently this guy's sticking to acting. But yeah, um, the the post show is fantastic. Like it's worth watching. I've literally been watching it after every episode. The very first episode of the it's uh it's called Amazon Prime Rewind Inside the Boys. Jeez, it's hosted by title. Aisha Tyler. Yeah, the name's way too long. Yes, but literally, if, if you finish an episode of the Boys, you can push down and it's in the people also watched and it's right there. But they they didn't have a post show for the first season, so the first episode is a post show for the entire first season. Oh, nice. And she brings on like four or five cast members. And then this season, they've done one episode per. So there's nine episodes of the post show. And honestly, you can sit and watch all of that in a row after you watch two seasons of the show, and it's as entertaining. She has them play stupid games. She has them in character give thoughts and prayers to other characters on the show. It is fucking hilarious. And yeah, honestly, seeing Anthony Star Anthony Starr on there is just it's worth it. Because that guy's so nice yeah. and he plays the world's biggest psychopath. I think yeah, this I think this show's gonna open some doors for him because in all honesty, I went and pulled up his IMDB right now and I, I don't recognize or I didn't watch any of the other stuff that he's done. Like I've heard of Banshee. Evidently he was in Banshee for three seasons. Like I don't I never saw it, but you go back and look and like it's a ton of stuff that I've never heard of and like his film credit that I can only find is without a paddle. <laughs> yeah, it's known for oh, he has, has yeah. without a paddle and the world's fastest Indian. I've seen both of those movies. I don't recognize him from either of those yeah. movies. And I'm not saying that taking a shot at him. I'm saying I think how well he's done with this role in the boys is going to open yeah. some doors for him being able to do some crazy other stuff. He's really, really good. Yeah, because he has twenty six acting credits and yeah, I don't think i recognize him from anything but yeah he is amazing on the boys yeah one depending on how many seasons they get like he really might have himself a nice big uh, boost to his a uh, star meter on imdb once the boys is over because yeah this this show is gonna make him a fucking superstar okay 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 uh without a paddle that was uh, uh matthew lillard seth yes. green and something dax Dax, Dax Shepard. Shepard. Dax Shepard. I got new Dax. <laughs> yep. new yep. so, Dax. Something with Dax. Something with Dax. That that is a good watch. Is uh, yeah, the boys? Will you oh, need to yeah. you need to watch the boys now that it's all over? You can binge it. The last episode I watched, I believe, was this. Is not a spoiler because it was in the trailer. Because I was waiting for it in the show. I was like, laser me, just laser me in the tits. Yep. Yeah. Laser that my was, tits. That was the last thing I remember seeing that in the trailer. I was like, oh, okay, that's how we're going with this. Yeah, Ooh, that character, good. wow. That actress, she does the post show a couple of times, too, and she laughs about how crazy it is that uh, she's a Jewish actress and got to play that character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't gotten a full reveal of anything yet, Willie. Yeah, but yeah, you don't know about Stormfront, and 
But yeah, laser my tits is not even the weirdest thing she says on that show. No, it is not. <laughs> it is that not character is bad shit. And I love it. People were complaining because in the original comic, Stormfront is a guy. The fact that they made Stormfront a woman works so much better in the show because they got to do the interplay between Stormfront and Homelander. And that was great. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. Other stuff I've been getting into. Uh, this week, EEW Dynamite was the 30 years of Le Champion, Le Champion. Chris Jericho, his career being celebrated. Dude's been a professional wrestler for 30 years. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, give it up to uh, Leon de Corazon. Yeah, that was as he started. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Lion art. Really fun. I keep enjoying the show, and now we're getting MJF and Jericho doing more stuff together, and it's going to be absolutely delightful. Oh, Clownico. Yeah. Poor, poor Clownico. We're, we're about to get the Jericho face turn, I think, <laughs> which I'm okay with, because it means Jericho face Jericho v. Heel MJF, and I want this. My only question then, does that mean he hands off the inner circle to MJF? I don't think he hands it off. I think MJF steals the inner circle. Okay, that's possible. <laughs> I can't. I can't see the inner circle turning face like that. That doesn't work. You can't have an entire team go from bad to good. Like not at the same time. The only problem no with that for is if they do it, it probably means less sex gods are no longer a team. Now, see, and that would make me sad because I have become too. a huge fan of Sammy. Wait, Guevara. wait, wait! I'm not a tag team or Sammy Guevara. You're you're not the. Uh, you're not less sex not, god either. You're not one of the sex gods, Willie. I Bring all the noise you want. You're still not a sex god. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Jericho's celebrating 30 years. It's hard to believe that that dude is older than some of the folks that were in like the Attitude Era that you're watching now and probably wrestles better than half of them still, and he's 50 years old almost. Well, I mean, hell, he's got Sammy Guevara in the group who isn't as old as Jericho's been wrestling. Right. Sammy's like 24. Like, Jericho's literally been wrestling longer than that kid's been alive. Same thing with, like, Matt Hardy and the private party <laughs> stuff, too. Like, he's yeah, been wrestling yeah, longer than they've kids. been alive. It, yeah. it, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm going back to this. You call me not a sex. I learned everything I learned from the, one of the sex elders, and that's Nicolas Cage. I just have to list some of his uh, parables. Like, you know, I can eat a peach for hours. Uh, I learned from the best, all right? You've just watched Face Off too many times. That's not the same thing as being a sex god. That's not possible, first of all. (laughs) Well, it might be. He's going full cage on us if we're not careful here. He's going to go full Uh, cage. Go full cage. B, C, D. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Other stuff I've been getting into. Been playing Among Us on PC and on iOS. I had a pretty good run. No invites. Well, I mean, I was just hopping in on random games, Willie whatever i'm sorry and he doesn't sure, like you i'll so. make sure you're invited i do want to try and put a game together so if, if there are people <laughs> listening to this that are interested in picking up a game of among us let's go for it it's free on mobile or like six bucks on pc I'm available willie's available i did have a nice run six as, bucks on steam i think it's six bucks on steam five or six bucks um uh, i had a really good run where i was the killer where I was able to uh, just keep th- wheedling them down and uh, lying my way out of it until there's eventually two folks left and I caused an O2 leak and I just killed the one dude who was going to go fix the O2 leak because they had to separate to go and do it. And I was just like, oh, this was delightful. The best was <laughs> I had the guy trusting me that I was not the killer. I was like, follow me, I'll keep you safe when we were doing our conversation before that. And as soon as he went to go fix the O2, I killed him. <laughs> How could you? See, that's what I like about the Werewolves Within, because there's a little caveat where there's a third party 
who's called the Deviant, and he wins if everyone votes, th- if he gets enough votes to die. He wins if he dies. That's a little caveat. I well, like it. don't be surprised if they start adding more twists to this game soon, because they did cancel the sequel so that they could add additional content to the original game. I would, I wow. Have you seen... Have you seen the overwhelmingly positive overall reviews of the game and yeah. how it skyrockets the yeah. last month? <laughs> yeah, what, this is a game that came out like three years ago and then all yeah, of a sudden just took off. What was the catalyst off. to make it yeah. Twitch. over the edge? Twitch. Yeah, someone in no July joke. started playing it because it goes from 94 positive reviews in June to 521 June 26th, 600 in July, and then by October... Or no, by August 7th, it's up to 1,800. So, like, it just starts skyrocketing at the end of August into October. Because, yeah, right now it has over 40,000 positive reviews in September. And this all started, and there was a cool metric on, like, I think it was the data porn subreddit that I saw it. That was once people started streaming it, like, heavily on Twitch, that all of a sudden the popularity just took off. Because people started watching a few of the bigger names play it. were like, holy crap, this looks like a lot of fun. And it just went crazy. This is one of those games that as soon as people started streaming it and sharing it, its popularity went through the roof. Yeah, because I know, yeah, a lot of people I watch play Dead by Daylight on Twitch, uh, Puppers and Monto and Farmer and them, they've been, you know, they want something else to play together as a group because you can only play however many thousands of hours of Dead by Daylight without getting bored. And so they've been doing Among Us parties. And like getting together and yeah, and backstabbing each other and lying as, and talking shit as and long having as you, a blast. It's fine as long as you don't break the game because here's how you break the game. If you're playing with one or two killers and then you, as soon as you hit the button, say, okay, everyone's split into groups of two, then it ruins the game. Where if you make everyone <laughs> party up to go do tasks, that ruins it because you're automatically going to know, okay, well, this guy's buddy's the one that's dead. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, because isn't it partially on the honor system where if everybody's in voice chat, then when you get killed, you have to stop talking? You do not. Yeah, you can only talk when the button has been pushed for a meeting. So in between when everyone's playing the game, you are not allowed to talk. And then when mm-hmm. the button is pushed, when the, normally the chat room would be open, that's when you can unmute and talk. And if you are dead, you do not talk. I've had to yell at so many kids like, mute your fucking mic, you little <laughs> shit stain. Yeah, once once you're dead, you are just a ghost. Literally in the game, you're a ghost, and you can complete your tasks Ooh. to help people win, but you don't get to talk anymore. Okay, but it's I mean, fun. I was wondering about that. I was like, dead. how is yeah. all someone has to do is say, "Oh, Orange killed me," like, and it's over. Right. So like, the, game, the game the game was not necessarily designed for voice chat, but that makes it more fun when you're doing it on Twitch and stuff. Because when someone pushes the button to have a meeting, it then brings up a chat room on screen, and the chat room is only yeah. accessible when you're in these conference meetings when someone's pushed the button. And if you're okay, dead, okay. your text only displays to other dead people in the chat room. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so yeah. even their text is blocked from the actual live right. participants. So the live participants okay. can't see that dead people sense. chat. That was, that was the one thing I wasn't catching on the game. I'm like, how are they blocking the dead people from just saying, well, blue killed me? Yeah. Like, duh. Because <laughs> that would be just, and that would ruin the game. Because, yeah. of course, that wouldn't be any fun then. It's actually pretty well designed in the way in which it's intended to keep it from being unfair. Now, if you're playing voice chat... In theory, someone who's dead could ruin it by going "fuck you, red," and then hanging up or something like that. And that yeah, would kind of then, yeah, it's kind of the honor system. So, if everybody's in voice chat, yeah. yeah, you just have to not talk. That, that's yeah, what it actually f- happened to me earlier when I killed somebody, went away, and then the other killer reported it. And um, yeah, the the dead person came back and said it like black killed me, which I was I think it was orange at the time, and black was my other imposter. 
<laughs> and then everyone like they were like they just jumped in and said it after they were dead. And like, what do you do? Like, and then afterwards, like, I didn't really know. I because she knew I killed her, and she was like, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought because she misheard him say something earlier and just holding it against him. I was hmm. like, what a fucking everybody's sus. What a real McMurray. Yeah. <laughs> what a real McMurray. It's a fun game, and it is nice. What I've realized playing that game is when you find someone who does a visible task where you can see it being accomplished, like venting the trash or something like that, or the medical scan, then you can trust them. And it actually adds a bit of a twist to the game because if you're a killer, you don't want to go fake doing one of those tasks that would normally be visible. Because there are some tasks that actually completion makes it visible on screen that it's been done. There are other yeah, tasks but people. Like, oh, I, did, I saw him over there, but then I didn't see the taskbar fill up. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It, and right now it's five bucks on Steam. Yeah, I so. paid for it on Steam for five bucks because why not? Yeah, I've had a lot I'm, of fun with it. How are the controls in Steam? Uh, WASD on the keyboard for your uh, directional controls. I bet it's a lot better than the goddamn virtual yeah. uh, controller. And then uh, you have a mouse button that you use to click like the report button yeah. to interact with things. The mouse basically replaces everything you would touch control, and then you use WASD to navigate. Or your arrow keys, whichever you're more comfortable with. Mm. It's pretty mm. nice. I've enjoyed it. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Will, you're always sus. I don't want to play with you. No, you, see, the funny mm. thing is, Chris don't get a lot of these references, I'm guessing. I've only watched up through like the first three episodes of season two of Letter Kenny. What is, well, you watched the best episode. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, then but why do I need to keep going? Last season? Is so mwah. Is just yeah, whole last him, season. If you tell him he's already watched the best episode, that's not going to give him a reason to watch more of the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Being 0.5% less awesome is not is too bad in your book. Yeah, that's Apparently. exactly it. I mean, I mean, we all agree that the third episode from the first season is probably the worst. The uh, blank book episode. I don't even want to say it. I don't like that humor. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. that was not great. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the super soft birthday party, which I think is the super seven, second, second birthday party. That's pretty the very great. second. That's, that's one of my favorite episodes. Of television <laughs> it's also ever. the uh, first appearance of Joint Boy. Can, can we can't can we cancel my birthday? Hard, hard no. no. <laughs> but that's we why I've been getting have into... a super soft birthday party. Yeah. That's why I've been getting into Bachman. Wrap things up for us. What have you been getting into, sir? Uh see, I've been reading some comic books. Uh, getting caught up. I think I finally finished all of the Darth Vaders that were available on the Comics Unlimited uh, app. So I tore through like seven or eight um, graphic novels. Um, I actually had to bump up my Goodreads goal for the year again because I broke 70 books this year. Um, Which, you know, quarantine has made it where, you know, just tearing through some books is a lot easier. Uh, I started reading one of the Parker novels that were done by, um, ah, damn, it's the guy that did um, uh, Darwin Cook. Uh, Darwin Cook did a version of one of the Parker novels as a graphic graphic novel, so I've been reading that. Almost got that done. I actually finished the first novel in the series for um, Altered Carbon. And yeah, weirdly enough, um, lots of good ideas in that book. Not amazing follow through. Hmm. The first season of that show is the best version of that story. Like what they did with that first season of Altered Carbon is the best version of that book. Like the book's good. It was entertaining. But like I read through the book now, and it's like wow, they took a lot of the concepts in the in the book and just made them better. Whoever wrote that script for the Ultra Carbon show really like perfected like an eighty percent perfect idea. It was like like the book was eighty percent of the way there of almost making a perfect story. And yeah, whoever actually scripted out that show 
really tied some things together and moved some characters around in a way that makes it such a better story. Like that, the first season of Ultra Carbon is an almost perfect sci-fi tale. A and quick, then, um, quick side note for you: I just saw yeah. as I went on my Twitter, Evil Uno has said they're doing another live play of Among Us. It's going to be him, Colt Cabana, Ali, Excalibur, Leva boom, Bates, boom. Alex Abrahantes, and um, uh, Mr. John Robertson from Twitch. I guess is the guy's name. Some Twitch uh, comedian and improv guy on there. So they're playing nice. Among Us at 4 p.m. That sounds like it would be a fun <laughs> crew too. Indeed, they've had Miro uh, and Kip Sabian on there before. Willie, you should ask Evil Uno if you can play. Tweet yeah, at Evil Uno. I already Kip have Uno. I love it. It's fun. Yeah, we Kip should Saban's all get it so we play Uno together. I have oh, started. Evil Uno. Yeah, I did watch. Order. I did watch some of these other guys' Twitch stuff as they're streaming it. And one of the, my favorite things I saw, and I didn't remember until I saw a reply tweet to this real quick, was uh, Ali explaining uh, Donkey Kong Country. Someone stole all his bananas, and he's pretty pissed about it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> nice. that's the plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the story of that game. It was fun. Um, other than that, uh, finished off uh, Dead by Daylight, ended its new archive, their version of the Battle Pass, which, you know, once again, I ended up just buying a bunch of levels because I decided I'm not going to stress myself out with trying to do the umpteen hundred challenges in that game because just trying to pay for and do multiple Battle Pass at the same time was just causing me stress. So I just bought the levels I needed to get my Dwight Pizza hoodie, and so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, Pete, that's the Dwight yeah. Pizza hoodie is life. The, the pizza hoodie is, is the best thing in the archive. That's this what time, I got. Yeah, I, I got that, so I'm good. Um, I'm 65, 70 levels through the Apex Battle Pass right now. Um, they just released their new limited time mode, which once they fix their server issue, because they also went into beta for crossplay, so now anybody on Xbox, PS4, or PC can all play Apex Legends together. Um, the difference being that if you join a friend that's on PC, you will be put into PC lobbies. Ooh. So whether you're on Xbox or PS4, yeah, so nobody on PC can come play on the PS4 servers. Nobody on PC can go play on the Xbox servers. If you have a friend that's on PC, you're going to be playing on the PC servers. That's tough. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's you're, yeah, you're going up against people that can point and click heads with their mouse. So it's it's a different type of gameplay. But yeah, so they, they went into beta that launched this week and it caused a lot of problems. Um, it, it was weird too because it made it to where um, the normal game mode, just going into a public match was fine. But when you tried to go into the limited time mode, there was a point where there was over, I tweeted a picture of it to Apex, to play Apex and EA Help. There was a point where there was 1,057 people in queue for a match and it would not put any of us in a match. Like it was just it was just collecting people and you kept getting the message matchmaking and then starting server and then it would click and go back to matchmaking and then starting server and then match but it never actually started the server so it was just gathering people that were coming in to start a match and would never actually send them out in groups of sixty Ooh. so yeah that lasted like a like a day and a half right after it went out which and you know hey it's it's a huge company doing a giant update and they're still as far as I know all doing it from home. It's like they did the last dev um, update and all of them are still, you know, doing the video conference from home. So these guys are putting out, you know, this has got to be like the 18th update for this game this year. And, you know, they're doing all the work from home. Like it's got to be a giant pain in the ass. I mean, I've never developed a game, but I can't imagine that not being able to go look at somebody else's screen and see exactly what they're talking about when you're looking at code has got to be a huge pain in the ass when you're doing it from home. But yeah, so they got it fixed in a couple of days. They got a problem now with the Sentinel. Um, it's the first gun that's been removed from the game because they somehow uh, the bug someone people figured out how to make it a fully automatic sniper rifle. 
or a semi-automatic sniper rifle. So every time you pulled the trigger, you could fire the gun without having to do the reload animation. And so people were just getting murdered by one of the strongest guns in the game because there was no delay in the bullets. You could just keep firing the damn thing. So they actually put it in the vault. Uh, Apparently the Sentinel's gone until that one gets fixed. But uh, the actual, like, cosmetics and stuff for this limited-time event and the limited-time mode itself are super fun now that it works. Um, They put um, basically giant healing bubbles in different spots all over the map. And when you land, they've removed all of the heals from the loot pool. So there are no syringes, there are no med kits, there are no shells, cells, there are no batteries. You cannot heal yourself unless you're a character that has a tactical that heals or you're like Octane, auto-regens. But other than that, any normal character, if you're shot and you leave those safety, those bubbles, you cannot heal yourself. And so you have to go find another bubble and get inside of it. And Can so you these... re-up your shields? No. There's nothing okay. you can do. So, like, if you're running around and getting shot and, like, you you know, leave and get you have 10 hit points, your armor's gone, you have no hit points, you run inside of one of those bubbles, there's a seven-second delay after combat, and then after that, those bubbles will auto-heal your health, and then once your health's full, they'll auto-heal your shields. So right. it's or find giant armor, giant, I'm guessing. Yeah, your it'll yeah the the armor the shields for your armor. Well, I mean, yeah, or find new armor, it'll just to change it. Out. Yeah, you could swap armor. Swapping armor is still possible, but yeah, what it's crazy because when you're inside the bubble in a fight, if you go to fight, you know, you're shooting somebody, move behind something to reload, and then if you wait seven seconds and they don't push, you start healing. And so some of the fights are taking longer. And so it's 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 weird because it's it's messing with the meta of the game. If you don't push a team hard and they get seven seconds to heal, their health and armor's coming back now. So the longer you delay, they might be fully health they might have full health again by the time you push. And so yeah, it's it's made for like different types of gameplay. Like basically almost every team I'm seeing has a caustic, uh, octane, or a lifeline, because lifeline still has their drone for healing. Octane auto heals, and then also Watson is real popular again because Watson's machine can heal your shields. So those characters are the only ones that can heal themselves outside of the bubbles. So if you have a lifeline and a Watson, you can actually still heal your team. But yeah, it's 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 made for a fun change of the game because it's it's just something that they hadn't done before. It's you know it's a limited time mode. It's only gonna last I think another week. So it's like up till this Tuesday, and then one week after that it'll be gone. But yeah, so it's been it's been a fun battle pass so far, and then yeah, this new limited time mode has been a blast. Uh, yeah, other than that, watched a couple of movies yesterday. Uh, the Girlfriend had never seen the original Toby Hooper Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So last night we watched the OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which will be fitting because now when uh, they release the new cosmetic for uh, Leatherface, Bubba, in Dead by Daylight, she'll know where it's from because the new cosmetic is him in the tuxedo at the end of the movie from oh, the original. Finally. Yeah, with the creepy face where he's got like all the, the makeup on it. You got to be a bit more specific than, yeah, well, with yeah, the yeah. creepy They're face when you're talking about Leatherface. And then uh, I also showed her after that, we, we watched uh, that new weird uh, Adam Sandler Halloween movie, which was kind of funny. I was, I was looking at it. I, was in, it I was was actually bad, wanted to see it. It's very cute. It's Hubie very Halloween, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, Hubie Halloween. It's very cutesy. It's very family friendly. Um, it's pretty funny. There were some parts where I laughed out loud. There's some real stupid humor in it as well. Um, great cast. Like, there's a bunch of uh, cast people that pop. Fucking Ray Liotta's in it, and it's just a jackass through the whole movie, and he's hilarious. And then after that, we watched the remake of the new Platinum Dunes uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh. So the one where without Gunnar Hansen, which that one, I mean, I like it. had, you know, Jessica Beale and freaking, um, oh, why can I never think of the guy's name? It's got the kid from um, the Black Donnellys and Kingdom. You know, it's got it's got some good action, and it's got Arlie Ermy in it, and I love anything nice. that Arlie Ermy does because that guy's just awesome. And him is like Saving the, Silverman, everything, everything that he's was in is best, awesome. That was the best movie he's ever in. Yeah, 
him as a, as a crazy abusive uh, Texas sheriff in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie was really good. So yes, watch those last night. That was fun. It was a good start to like the the spooky season. Starting to watch some horror films. Getting ready for my 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 annual uh, on Halloween. I'll watch Trick or Treat again because I watch that every damn year. It's the perfect Halloween movie. It yeah, is. So for the rest for the rest of the month, I'll be watching some spooky movies. And then yeah, I got that since I got a uh, the Ultra Carbon book done. I'm probably going to kick back onto uh my one of the, I was on the second book I think of the Game of Thrones books. So yeah, I, I brought those. Uh, I had like the box set of them that I took to that I had on my desk at work. And I haven't cracked those open since I've been unemployed, but I think I might start on a uh, storm of swords again. I can't remember which, whichever one, the second one is I'm like a hundred pages in the second one. So yeah, I think I'm going to restart that series. Cause yeah, there's, I really like the first book. So I'm looking forward to actually reading those. But yeah, that's what I've been getting into. I'm glad you brought up the cross play thing is I have a plan. And would you say I'm a good dead by daylight player survivor? Oh, dead by daylight. Hell yeah. So I wonder if I can get it for the switch and turn and keep on the uh cross play and wonder if i can get my survivor back up to rank one too and only play in handheld mode oh well maybe i'm handicapping myself you you can do it a lot better than i could i'll tell you that much (laughs) it's easy to get the rank one it's not that hard at all just focus on objectives yep repetition lots of matches you'll get there if, if you're across the map when someone's on a hook you don't have to go for them rely your teammates got them or unless you see someone you're on and then yeah. go get them. They can be on the hook for like 60 seconds before they go into second state. You don't have to get them off the hook one second after they're hooked. Yeah, that's my But yeah, that's my, she, as, as the girlfriend is a huge fan of Dead by Daylight, she was uh, really excited to see that like Leatherface literally like takes people and puts them up on fucking meat hooks in both of those movies in the original and the remake. She's like, oh, they straight took this from Leatherface. I was like, yeah, Dead by Daylight is a love letter to horror movies. Like almost everything in that game is taken directly from some horror movie somewhere, except for the original IP characters. And yeah, like the hooks are straight yeah. out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know. Trapper is Jason. Jason well, I know, Morgan. but I'm saying it's that's still inspired by Jason. I like know, it's still, I know. yeah. That's just that that was one they just because they couldn't get Jason. Well, they they I uh, wish they could now. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, the Friday 13th it would game. be weird. So if they got Jason at this point, would they replace Trapper? Or just leave Trapper in there and have Jason next uh, to him. Let's have something different. Probably give him a different power. I mean, nobody plays the Friday the 13th game in comparison anymore, probably. They so. do Europe. still, is, is sadly. Still? I figured Dead by Daylight had bigger numbers. I'm sure it does, and it deserves it, because, God. You mean Checking Drawers, the game? Oh, I'm sorry, Friday the 13th, yeah. the game? Well, I will admit I have watched people stream it before and enjoyed it. Well, yeah, but yeah, if you die, if you're dead within like the first two minutes of the game match, you have to sit there and watch the wet rest of the match. You can't just queue up for a different lobby or anything because then yeah, you don't get. Well, you could, but you don't get your experience points. Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. Yeah, Not the fact that you can't leave makes it a giant pain in the ass. And what what a match is like? What fifteen minutes? If, if like you know, if you wait for the timer to run out, it could be yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that's fun. Well. <laughs> That's a bummer. I guess we should start shutting this thing down, but I gotta ask, uh, why do I have the longest beard now, guys? What the hell? Because I decided to trim I mine down a couple weeks ago, and yeah, I knew, I knew it was gonna be a mistake, and I, I wasn't gonna understand. like it. I don't I'm already growing it, can't you tell? I cleaned it up. I look pretty now. Sure, let's go with that. I don't understand what you guys are doing. This is quarantine beard season. Hey, unlike you, Chris, I can keep cutting the hair and growing it all back, so I just keep messing with mine. Well, this I haven't had for years. I don't care about the top of my head. That's quite liberating to get out of the shower. Be like, oh, pff, hair's dry. 
Yeah, I just uh, I'm growing the the top out a little bit. So oh, skin's it's, dry. It's nice having a little bit. <laughs> There's of hair. a little bit of hair up there still, Willie. You, you, you gonna <laughs> you gonna have a top knot there? Is that what you're doing? No, I'm not doing a top knot. You're gonna join the top knot gang. He's going. Man I, do, I do not. I do. I do no. Man, you're gonna bar. murder an old man, an old uh, an old an old hero for no reason. Why why is a murder coming into this? What 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 is this happening the top now? Knots. Watchmen. No. No, no, no. That's, no. Where I was, that's the reference I, I was going. I would just eventually turn it into a giant like Viking braid. Tell us how you really feel about that, Willie. Uh. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to start shutting things down before we <laughs> shut down the stream for this week. Do you guys have any final thoughts for our audience out there? I had a awesome uh, experiment, uh, a human experiment to do. Oh. And uh, experimented on humans. Yes. Again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are you putting your fingers um, where they don't belong again? Well, I always fingers do, but and butts. that's not what this one is in particular is about. Uh, so my thought experiment was to have it put up, put a puzzle on a table, and never touch it, just to see when people come over if they if they get interested and they work on it, and see how quickly it can be done. That's my that's my experiment. How's it that's going so far? I haven't started it. Okay. Oh, that's a cool experiment idea, though, isn't it? I think you well, should yeah, keep but unless updated. any of those people just heard it. No, they, you think any of my friends listen to this? Uh, that's, true. <laughs> that's a good point. How many of your friends listen to us? None. None of my friends. Only listen a to my few. <laughs> that's a good thought experiment, is it not? I I'm not intrigued really to see experiment. where it goes, Willie. Oh, we we forgot to check in with you, Willie. Were you able to obtain a PlayStation Five yet? How has oh, your quest no. gone? Terribly. I'm sorry. I guess I'll tr- attempt your idea of just be showing up at a Walmart before midnight. The question is, you got to check. I don't know if Walmart's hours have been impacted due to the Rona. I'll it, fucking figure that out. When, yeah, when it the, used to be a month the, from now. I don't know if they're all twenty four seven anymore. One exact month. Yeah, he's got time to figure it you out. You got one month and one day. Well, no, it, it, one month and less than twelve hours. I got yeah, one month and a bad attitude. I got twenty nine days. Twenty nine days to yeah. go, Willie. Well, I know, I know, do, I know. Do, I know. You've sent do, us the do, thing. Do, do. I just want the 24 clock to come off screen now. I think we need to have someone go film Willie as he do, hunts for his PS5 that do, night and channels his inner Jack Bauer. Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not all that into it. And if but I, I want this thing, excitement like, in my ah. life is all I'm getting at. That's all. I don't, I'm not doing this for your entertainment. I'm doing it for my entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> he wants you to be that into it so it'll be more entertaining for him come on That's you guys insane. keep calling me a fanboy i'm not get on board fanboy. get on board i never seriously called you a fanboy i've done it jokingly bullshit <laughs> i called him a flan boy that's a very different thing Ooh, i do love flan yeah see <laughs> who doesn't like flan what the fuck are you talking flan. about the anti-flaners anti-flaners oh people. oh yeah those people are weird I put those. I put those in the same group as uh, Mandela effectors. <laughs> well, on that oh, wait. Note, uh, I was thinking of flat earthers. On that anti- note, thank you everyone anti- for watching us live this week. Those of you that didn't, please uh, check out a live stream sometime, and we will see you all next week, live 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, for more geeky horseshit shenanigans because that's what we're here for. Bye, guys. Damn right. The flan earthers. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek Radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. 
you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at Podcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at ATGN Podcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. <laughs>